You are listening to Shades of Grey podcast, episode 11. I am your host, Carmen, and today I'd like to talk about the Carters, another edition of White People Should Mind Their Business, and more. So let's get started. back. Welcome to the Shades of Grey podcast. If this is your first time listening, then welcome. The Shades of Grey podcast is produced every Friday for your enjoyment and show notes are found in the description box as well as shadesofgraypod.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Shades of Grey Pod and my personal Twitter at cdgray89. All social media links are in the description box. Now let's get to the show. How y'all doing, y'all? I had to let that ride for a second because I was feeling it. Happy, happy, happy Friday. We have made it yet again, and I will say that I am in a great mood. I feel like I have been in a funk for the past couple of weeks, but you know, I have persevered, and I have made it. I hope that everyone had a great week, a productive week, and I hope that now that it is Friday, you can cut out of the office early and go and enjoy your weekend. That is the name of the game. All summer 2018, enjoying the weekend. Weekend trips, weekend staycations, I am all for it. Do you hear me? I'm all for it. This week was really good. It was entertaining, to say the least. There's a lot of, um, can I say office drama? I don't really think it's office drama. I think it's more, you ever meet someone who, like, starts at a job and then they try to do too much too fast and it's like, why don't you focus on trying to get past your 90 days before you just, you know, that's kind of what's going on right now. We have a new HR lady and she is when I say doing the most she is doing the most and you know she's creating a reputation for herself that's not a good one and she's only been there like two weeks so I don't know I think we're gonna start a pool to see how long she lasts I know that's mean but hey she's a grown woman and she should know how to conduct herself properly at the job especially being a woman of color you know what I'm saying so girl stop it stop it but um yeah like I said the week was good um there's a lot of things moving and shaking I know I keep talking about this this big deal that we're trying to close I speak about it every week but I think it's like a week away and I cannot wait 
for it to be done. I spoke with my supervising attorney this morning, and she is talking about a happy hour, and I am all for it because I'm like, uh, put me on that committee, okay? I will head that committee, okay? Um, but yeah, I, um, I'm happy about it. Things with my family are turning around, you know, we're coming to a clearing as well, and that makes me super, super happy because when things aren't right between me and my siblings and my parents and everyone it just you know I, nobody needs that unnecessary tension you know what I'm saying so I think that things are in the process of being rectified and you know how family is you'll be beefed up one day and then you know you're ready to rally the next day so that's how it is we'll be good but um let's get to the show you all let's get to it And hello, I am back. I am back. And so let's get into it um, for me, because you know I only speak about the things that I really care about. The news was fairly light, um, but I did catch up on all of my television. So that's where the bulk of this episode is going to be. So just, you know, stay tuned. Um, what was the first thing that jumped out at me this week? Washington, D.C. is being sued for gentrification. And this jumped out to me because gentrification is a problem. I lived in New Orleans for about two years and the gentrification there is bananas. Okay. Um, I lived in the 15th Ward, uh, which is Algiers, um, which is on the West Bank, the best bank. And, um, you know, let me tell you a funny story about Algiers. I didn't realize Algiers was bad until people were asking me, Oh, we you know you're new to the city where you're staying. I was like, oh, um, I'm living um, on the West Bank in Algiers. And they'd be like, oh, shit. <laughs> Who you know over there? I was like, what do you mean? It was like, man, I don't even go to Algiers. And I've been living here my whole life. I'm like, well, my street nice. So don't play me. And there's a Waffle House around the corner. Don't do that. <laughs> but no, um, damn, I do think somebody got killed behind my house one day, though. Like, I was pulling up because I had a part-time job at the casino. And um, when I pulled up, there was a crime scene behind my house. And apparently some dude got killed in the house that I was renting. And I was like, that was not on this willow. Don't play me. Don't play me. And my car got broken. So some, <laughs> so maybe Algiers was bad. <laughs> but anywho, we're talking about gentrification. And specifically in New Orleans. Um... You know, they're real. They were still rebuilding a lot of the neighborhoods out there because a lot of people didn't come back even after all of this time. And so it's crazy to go through some of these neighborhoods and you see like a completely abandoned house and then um, a million dollar house or you go through the ninth ward or the fourth ward and these usually predominantly um, black areas, you know, have their smatherings of Caucasian people and they're just, you know, hiking up the 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 rents. And so it's really unfortunate because a lot of those natives and the people who make these areas like popping, they can't stay there anymore. And it's really um it's really unfortunate. But um a civil rights lawyer is suing Washington DC for what he claims to be um discriminatory housing and urban renewal policies that favor white millennials <clears throat> excuse me and um 
The suit is seeking $1 billion, with a B, dollars in damages. Um, you know, and they're also claiming that these specific policies are of the previous mayoral um, administration. And basically, you know, they're attracting, you know, new jobs, but at the expense of the middle to low income African-American families who live in these areas who can now no longer afford to live in these areas. And that's bogus. So I'll be watching this because I think if this goes well, maybe, you know, other cities may come under fire and you can see a change in people being able to reclaim their neighborhoods. You know what I'm saying? So I thought that was pretty cool. What else happened? Um, the Carters, you know, Beyonce and Jay-Z, because I guess they're like a a duo, a musical duo. They dropped an album, Everything Is Love, and I thought it was just alright. And I'm a Beyonce fan, like not a stand, because I will continue to pay my rent on time. I will not be giving her all of my decades for no concert that she's gonna bring to DVD or HBO. <laughs> but um I am a fan. And I mean, Jay-Z is cool. I wouldn't consider myself a Jay-Z fan. I really only know like his popular songs that are like, you know, like Hot 100 or something like that. I wouldn't, couldn't tell you one song from a CD, but I mean, he's cool. Do I care for them together? <laughs> Whatever, you know, but hey, uh, I thought the album was okay. I listened to it twice. Um, I mean, it was cool. I, I don't think I have much more to say about it. <laughs> Um, the visuals. Oh, I can speak on the visuals. I thought that the visuals are really, really beautiful. Um, I will never deny Beyonce's eye, you know, her artistic eye. And um, she's got a great team around her to put all those visuals together. I thought it was cool. So, And it was on Spotify. I didn't even have to get a free title trial to listen to it. <laughs> How about that? I had to find it under the Carters. Yeah, I found it under the Carters. And it was on Spotify, so shout out to spotify um what else is going on that i saw this actually happened last week but i wanted to speak on it because i'm tired okay um in another edition i need to work on like some um like some segments you know like some like musical intros and i want to name this one why people should mind their business 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 <laughs> But this happened last week, and you all probably heard about it. Um, this lady, I think her name is Carly, or maybe Carl, Carly Wheeler. Um, she's a software developer and a single mother. But she was told by some white dude that her and her daughter needed to get out of the pool because he didn't know if they showered or not. It's policy for, you know, you to shower before you use this pool. So here's my thing. You need to mind your business because what you don't know is most black folks, I know for, I take a shower before I go swimming or go to a water park. We usually take a shower before we do most things. So what I need for you to do is to also continue to mind your business, sir. And then I think it was, um, found out that this guy who was attempting to I guess speak for the Westin Hotel it's like you don't even work here you don't work for any type of government agency so what you really 
you should mind your business. Because what I'm thinking is that's going to happen is you're not going to be satisfied till somebody get their ass beat. Because you can only continue to poke the bear so much. You know what I'm saying? And by the bear, I mean us as black people. Like You can only continue to do st- stupid shit to us but for so long. Like Just mind your business. You came out of your way in your ill-fitting clothing to ask this woman and her child if they bathed before they got into the pool. And I've been seeing videos all over everywhere. It was some white lady who was freaking shaving her legs in a pool. Now, how is that sanitary? Now, what if she nicks herself? Puts that nasty leg in the daggum water. Well, there's chlorine in the water, so. Anywho, that's not hygienic either. So just, just mind your business. And it also frustrates me too. It's like when these situations happen, you got to almost hope that there's another white person there to corroborate your story. Otherwise, you won't be believed. You know what I'm saying? In her particular um, instance, there were some other people who had witnessed this man pretty much harassing them and they came to her defense her and her daughter's defense and was like no like he was really over here like doing the most you know and so just mind your business I think everybody everybody should just mind their business and we all we all get along just fine you keep your pasty body over here I'll keep all this beautiful melanin over here and We'll all just get along. But yeah, in case you didn't know, we usually shower before most things, okay? We use baby powder and lotions and oils and all that good stuff. We're very clean, sir. You should check yourself for lice or something. Anywho, what else is happening? Jesus and Marrow. I love Jesus and Marrow. I listen to the Bodega Boys podcast frequently. I like watching their show on Vice. Because it is just, um, it's very funny to me. But I read that they are leaving Viceland and they're currently working on closing a deal with Showtime. So, man, y'all just, all this good content, y'all gonna make me have to keep my little, um, you know, next tier cable package so that I can continue to watch all of these shows. So, I'm excited for them for that um variety sports they not sports variety reports that Jesus and Mero are set to end Jesus and Mero the late night talk show on Viceland at the end of this month so I think we're having for one more week two more weeks one more week two more weeks two more weeks so that's cool um what else oh I saw this actually earlier today um Charlamagne the God I love Charlamagne the God sometimes he gets on my nerves because he plays stupid sometimes but I get it whatever but I really really enjoy his um his banter his wit especially his interviews I feel like he carries interviews for the breakfast club because whenever he's not there and it's just Envy's weak ass and Angela's passive ass to do these interviews they're garbage and I always want them to redo the interview when Charlemagne is back in town um but Charlemagne is partnering with HBO for a new 
interview series. So, ooh, 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 I like it. Um, the network has ordered the series. It's going to be called The Gray Area. Mm. I bet it is called A Gray Area. Anywho, <laughs> which will feature four hour long interview specials hosted by Charlemagne. So, I think that that's going to be cool. He says that the show will provide a space for unsafe people to tell their stories. So, I'm looking for. I need answers to the burning questions. You know what I'm saying? I feel like Charlamagne asks the burning questions on The Breakfast Club, but on HBO, he'll be able to get the real deal answers. You know what I'm saying? So I think that that is super, super, super exciting. And um, I like I said, I dig Charlamagne. I read his book, um, Black Privilege. Opportunity comes to those who create it, and it was legit. I mean... It was a good read. I recommend it. Um, what I think the next book I'm going to read is Jennifer Lewis's book. Because um, I think that should be good as well. Let's see. What else has happened? Rest in peace to XXX Tentacion. I think that is how you pronounce it. Um, but rest in peace to that young man. Because, you know, any life taken too soon is a tragedy you know my mother always says um well, what did she say <laughs> I just blanked um in order I can't even remember I can't even remember how it goes uh something about being old and young <laughs> something to oh the only way you don't get old is if you die young that's it that's it <laughs> but I think that's really unfortunate but um I did see today that police confirmed the arrest of a person who may have been involved in the death of Mr. Tintesion and um that just truly sucks you know um it was kind of odd for me on Twitter to see you know obviously R.I.P. you know but then, you know, at the other side, it was a lot of, well, what do you expect? You know, and I do, I do believe in karma. And I do believe that um, the things that you put out into the universe come back to you in some form or fashion. You know, um, for me, my karma comes back quick. Like my karma comes back super fast. And I think that that is why I don't do a quarter of the things that I wish that I could do. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll tell you a short story. I remember um, when we were living back in Chicago, my baby sister was having some issues with her boss. And um, she was like, I want to fight her. I was like, no, nah, don't fight her. They put folks in jail. Now, do not fight this woman. I said, this is what you do, though. You put, like, a slow leak in one of her tires, and you put it in a spot where they can't patch it. <laughs> and then, you know... You'll just get she'll get so sick and tired of putting air in it, she'll just buy a new tire. And you know, whenever someone has to buy new tires, they always say it because tires are expensive. So as soon as she's like, I just went ahead and put a new tire on this car, you do it to another tire. <laughs> and I think it was the winter time, and so I also told her to go to the Asian market and get some fish paste and put the fish paste or like clam paste 
in the grill of her car so that every time she turns on the heater it smells like it smells like trash in her car I was telling her all kinds of stuff and do you know what happened to me do you know what happened to me I woke up the next morning with strep throat full blown strep throat I was single at the time I'm already a germaphobe so I have no idea how I got strep throat and so I called my sister I was like don't do it <laughs> don't do that to that woman <laughs> I remember another instance I had got into like you know a verbal argument with um, this girl that I was working with at the casino it was over something stupid and when I tried to leave work that night the gate was broken and I couldn't get out of the gate to go home and I was like you know what that's why I just tread lightly and I mind my business because my karma comes back too fast and I've got too many things that I'm working on at this current moment to put any of that in jeopardy I don't need any flat tires I don't need any repossessions I don't need any bills popping up delinquent out of nowhere I just <laughs> just need to mind my business um Anywho, I'm on a lot of tangents today. OMG. Um, Jadena tweeted something that I really, really, really liked. And it was a three-part tweet. And I'm going to try to read it without stumbling over the words. So bear with me. Rest in peace. Um, no one can be so self-righteous that they are happy when a youth dies. The young still have the capability to reform. God bless the kids. And for the record... I was never in support of his ways, especially his domestic abuse, which I found to be horrific. But I will never demonize an individual without criticizing the society and or circumstance in which they were raised, especially someone under 21. For those who are so woke that their compassion is asleep, remember this. If Malcolm X was killed at the age of 21, he would have died an abuser, a thief, an addict, and a narrow-minded, depressed, and violent criminal. So I believe in change for the young. And you know what? I think I agree with that. Everyone is capable of changing. You just have to hope that you have enough time to make that change. You know what I'm saying? You can always turn things around. You just have to hope that you have time to turn it around. So rest in peace to that young man. And I really hope that this is a um, wake up call for um, what's that boy name with the rainbow hair? Takashi, Takashi 69. I hope that this is a wake up call for him because he playing a he's playing a dangerous game, especially with these cats out of Chicago. And it's like I lived there for 13 years. And though I wasn't like in the thick of it. Like, it is real out there, and these these people, it's not a game to them. It is life, and it's almost an insult to them that you're making it a game. You know what I'm saying? Um, so, yes, rest in peace to that young man, and, you know, God bless his family, and hopefully they can um, cope with all this and, you know, press forward. Let's see, what else did I see? Do y'all remember that show, Daria? from like ooh was this late 90s early 2000s Daria well looks like MTV will be doing a reboot 
and I think I kind of want to see it and hopefully the first episode goes ahead and just sucks me right on in because I really enjoyed Daria when it was on because she was so sarcastic and that's <laughs> that's pretty much me so um we'll see we'll see how that goes let's see what else what else what else okay we are to my favorite part of the show insert sound effect that I don't have yet reality tv news did y'all like that <laughs> let's see let's just see okay real housewives of new jersey the season is not back but i saw was it people magazine okay magazine one of those magazines Teresa judice judice however she pronounces her last name is a competitive bodybuilder and i was like damn because you know she started her fitness kick when she was in jail and she was really into yoga but now she's like she's up the ante to um bodybuilding and i mean her pictures look cool you know bodybuilders you know they wear the teeny tiny bikinis or speedos and you know they get all that <laughs> that ridiculous tan they put that ridiculous tan on and um i mean she looked good so good for her for channeling all of that energy what's next real housewives of potomac this episode this past Sunday was good to me because everything that we've all been saying for all of this time is coming to fruition. You know what I'm saying? I, I'm realizing more than ever that Giselle is a very jealous person. She is an ageist. She is envious. She has a serious, serious issue with young, beautiful wealthy women she can't take it you know what i'm saying and she uh, i don't know and i also i put her in that box with kenya Moore. when your relationships don't work out or these things that you want so badly don't work out because you are just such a nasty person it's hard for me to feel sorry for you girl and quit it with this book that's loosely based off your life. It is solely based off your life. Again, get a dictionary, okay? Um, Robin. Robin, Robin, Robin. Your feelings was really hurt that nobody wanted to come to your little event, huh, girl? <laughs> Robin has the biggest balls this season, and I don't know where she's getting him from. Like, I don't know if Juan is putting it down on the regular, so she's just, like, super amped. But you're making yourself look foolish. Like, you're trying to be, like, this master instigator. But your follow-through is crap. Like, you can never maintain that same energy. You know what I'm saying? Um, just, you and Giselle deserve each other at this point. You know what I'm saying? Because it's just foolish and y'all so bothered, which is why you rolled up to Karen's event <laughs> and got put out <laughs> and then got put out. And then the other girls came out there and y'all was still trying to talk smack, but they was like, oh, the presentation's starting. We have to go back in. 
So it's like, you can't talk smack from outside the club. You can't even get in. Shout out to Chris Brown. <laughs> um, Who else? Ashley. Okay. I don't know why she thought that her uncle was going to tell her anything different than what social media has been telling her for all of these seasons. Michael ain't trying to have no baby with you. Okay? What does he need more dependence for? The man is 108 years old. His children are adults, if I'm not mistaken. Sweetheart, you signed on to be a trophy wife, so just play your role before you mess up your money bag. You know what I'm saying? This man is not about to start over with infants. And do I feel like Michael hit below the belt when he took jabs at Sheila? Absolutely not. Because whether we want to realize it or not, we take on a lot of what our parents do, have done. You know what I'm saying? I am like my mother's mini-me and I turn into her more and more every day. And that's, a, that's not a bad thing. Like, let me clarify. That's not a bad thing, but I'm saying he clearly sees a lot of your mother in you. You see what I'm saying? And it's like, uh, and don't try to keep making this man feel bad for not allowing you to take his money to take care of your mother. He cannot claim Sheila on his taxes. Nor can he claim her deadbeat boyfriend. Like, you need to just play your role before, you know, you mess up your check, girl. And I think, what was it? It wasn't last episode. Maybe the episode before. She's like, oh, in good faith, I'm extending the prenup. That just means that you're patient, dear. Just play your role. Because at this point, I'm kind of feeling like Michael can take it or leave it. And you don't want him to get to that leave it phase. You know what I'm saying? Just stop it. I love him. Yeah, you probably do. But I'm pretty sure you love his money equally and the lifestyle that he provides for you. Okay? So just yeah, cut it out. Monique. I love Monique. She's so great. Um, She's paying these hoes dust and I think it is fantastic. And she announced her pregnancy. So congratulations on that because I think that her... And her husband just have the cutest little family. Um, let's see. Karen. What can I say about Karen? Karen's still out here flogging. And that's fine. But um, I hate to admit it. But the other girls did, you know, raise a good point. Why wouldn't you just have them make the donations out to the Alzheimer's Association? That did seem a bit sketch-tastic, so, yeah, I guess I have to agree with them on that. Who else? Sharice. <sighs> Sharice, why you here? Why you here? You're just taking up space and resources. <laughs> You're just taking up space and resources, and I don't like the way that she's flipping on Monique. Like, you do not hold a monopoly on people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't hold a monopoly on the people of Potomac and if you wanted to keep those particular friends close to the best why would you introduce them to Monique anyway or give her their contact information anyway you see what I'm saying like Sharice like you just doing too much like you're not focused on the right things dear 
you're trying to hold a monopoly on people but you can even hold a monopoly on your man and that's why you run around with this little ray dude and who is he because he showed up out of nowhere at the daggum charity event unless i missed him in the last episodes but who is this young man that you've paid for <clears throat> i'm stupid um let's see oh you know who else i really like kendall and i'm hoping that kendall comes on more because here's the thing i think kendall got dirt on giselle and sharice and i need to see her dish it do you hear me this chick ain't on this show for no reason i think she's got dirt on giselle and sharice and i can't wait for her to just mm. oh it's gonna be so good <laughs> Last but not least, Miss Candace, girl, you are forever working my nerves and you need to stop trying to keep up with the Joneses. You have to understand the type of person that you are with. And we all know that Chris has done this before, so he's not like like over the moon for a ceremony, but he does understand that this being your first marriage, you know, you want to do the whole shebang and that's cool. But girl girl guest list of over 300 people I don't even know 300 people like what you need to you need to slow your roll because I can see the frustration in Chris's face and I'm almost wondering is this really how Candace is or is she putting on for this show but here's the thing you putting on for this show but this is still also your real life and you may be doing more harm than good you see what I'm saying Ugh. And then at the end of the episode, you know, she in the mirror crying and shit and stuff. I'm sorry. I'm trying not to cuss so much, y'all. I'm sorry. Um, but, you know, she's in the mirror crying. She's like, I can't believe that he would make such a little blow. And no one's ever disrespected me like this. I thought the man had dropped the N-bomb or something. And you mad because he called you spoiled? Girl, what you mean? He should have called you delusional, okay? That's what he should have called you because you were doing the absolute most and I feel him like don't disrespect me out here in front of all these people having me um hold your bag and all of this stuff like I'm Benson like I'm supposed to be your man ask me politely to maybe take it to the car so that you can free up your hands or whatever but don't just act like I'm your bellboy or something that's disrespectful okay don't do that I don't see the marriage working I don't see it working because She's a very selfish person and she's still very dependent on her mother. And I think that's very weird. I think that's very weird. And speaking of her mother, I think that her and Miss Evelyn Braxton need to start a club for women who can't get over it. Because <laughs> both of them had their hearts broken 20, 25, 30 years ago and they still out here holding grudges and came over all with their life. Like, ooh, get it together okay yeah what's next love and hip-hop atlanta <sighs> okay so you know they're still at this ranch and you know everyone's trying to figure things out so kirk and rashida let me okay let me get let me gather myself really quickly rashida is clearly sipping on the tropicana stupid juice because she has allowed Kirk to weasel his way back into the bed and who knows what happened. But it's like, 
Kirk is such a dog and been cheating since way back when Benzina was on the show. Like first, second season. And lest we forget that this man did a paternity test on the legitimate child that he had with you because he didn't think that the baby... Girl. Is this really what we're doing? Is it? Kelsey need to mind her business. Stay out of grown folks' business. I understand that you're also... Just mind your business. Okay? Kirk needs to clean up his mess. And you don't need to be going behind the scenes trying to get him to do what's right. You know what I'm saying? Just let a dog be a dog. And if Rashida like it, I love it. But next season, we need no tears when he cheats again. We need zero tears because I'm not here for it. Carla, you still messy. I don't care. Tommy, I want her to get help. Because that alcoholism gene is very strong. Um, and she needs help with it. Um, my grandfather, God bless the dead, he had a drinking problem. And that is why my mother, to this day, she really doesn't mess with alcohol like that. Because she's afraid that she could possibly turn into that. You know what I'm saying? Um... Rehab might be necessary, and I think that family therapy might also be necessary because Samantha is toxic as fuck, you know, and hurt people hurt people, and maybe she just doesn't know how to love her daughter, you know, but I think that maybe some family therapy may need to happen, and there's nothing wrong with that, and if they go on marriage boot camp, family edition, I will surely tune in. (laughs) Let's see who else. Spice. Blech. We don't care. Estelita. Estelita. Enchilada. Beignet. Guacamole. Girl. She is trying so hard to stay as relevant as she can so that she, she can make sure that she has a contract for next season. But we don't believe you. You need more people, dear. You buttoning into all this business, acting like you Billy Badass, and for what, though? For what? And for you to be in this confessional talking about, wait till I tell Stevie. Tell Stevie for what? That man takes you, no, he does not take you seriously. He just wants to bang you out. And I don't think that, put it like this, he may say that he's going to check BK, and they gonna sit around and have some beers and laugh at your ass. And he going to come back home and say, I got him together. Like, what do you, like, <laughs> what do you, I don't know. I'm confused. I'm confused. And Sierra, I think that she is drinking out of the same carton of Tropicana Stupid Juice behind BK. Um, girl. I don't understand because it's like she's trying to act like a hard ass like you know his romantic gestures aren't working like she's trying to act like you gotta prove yourself but you still letting him bang out like you were invited to a hose of the round table tribunal and they had receipts and you letting this man back in your bed like girl I get it. After a divorce, you're feeling lonely, you're feeling vulnerable, but 
because you're so vulnerable, you have to, your senses have to be heightened so that you don't fall for a dud. You see what I'm saying? Because he may be the complete opposite of your ex-husband, but he's still bad. You see? Trust me, girl, I know. Shit. <laughs> Trust me, I know. Don't set yourself up for that because he's a dog. Let's see, what else? Uh, Black Ink Crew, Chicago. Listen to me. I love this show. I love it. I love it. I love it. And I, I'm literally on the edge of my seat every episode because it's just, you know, Ryan still being a, a, a jerk, Charmaine still loud and um, obnoxious, you know, and um, it's, it's just the best thing. Ryan, you're such weak sauce. Rachel, you look so stupid. Every time you think that you're trying to buck up against somebody for him, like, he dogged you. He dogged you. On national television, loud about it. And then, so, as I was live tweeting the show, someone sent me um, a message and let me know that, don't forget, she had that breakup baby with Jeremiah and I was like damn I completely forgot so now I'm thinking maybe because the thing the situation with Jeremiah didn't pass didn't pan out the way that she thought it was she came back to Ryan and because Ryan's like I'll take care to be because I love you she was like okay well I guess I kind of owe it to him you know what I'm saying but she seems very nonchalant about his dreams and aspirations and I feel like she's really just here to save face like you're here to save face because you was starting and bopping and it didn't work out the way that you thought it was going to work out and listen to me Ryan you acting a lot like bitch ass DJ Envy and that you created this situation for people to call you to the carpet on had you not cheated no one would have anything to say and again you want to be Billy Badass when people call you out you created this situation DJ Envy you created that situation so don't be mad when people poke jokes or rub your face in it and call you to the carpet both of you you created this situation and Rachel, I know it didn't work out the way you thought it was with the payday that you thought that you were going to get with Jeremiah. But listen, that don't mean you come back to Ryan's overly emotional ass. He is a bitch. Like he is. And it is. Oh, it's a lot. It's a lot. Charmaine, you loud. You obnoxious. I want you to wear some clothes that fit. And I want you to do something with that hair you have this really unnatural obsession with ryan he's clearly in his own little bitter childish way he's moved on and he's doing his thing so that's what y'all need to focus on and you only working them three days at that radio station honey you need to be focused on something else other than Ryan. okay lily i'm really liking lily this season she put a bad taste to my mouth last season but I'm liking Lily this season, and I can't wait to see her and Charmaine get into a fight next week. 
Don and Ashley. Mm. I'm still finding it hard to feel sorry for Ashley because you knew Don was a dog and you married him. Like, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. They can go find tricks, but you can't. Anywho, I don't feel sorry for you. And I do think that it's wrong to split the kids up. Um, But hey, it's not my household. Do what you want. And, you know, and I almost think that for Don, um, Donald Jr. is probably going to stay with Don's mother the majority of the time. I don't see Don, like, stepping up, you know. He may in the beginning, but it won't last long. Van, you've gained a lot of weight. And I know I should be the last one talking about weight gain, but Van, you didn't gain a lot of weight. <laughs> but congratulations on the clothing line. I think that's pretty dope. And you was definitely bogus as hell for um having all your little homies pull up to your daughter's date. That was that was a little bogus, but last but not least Danielle and Terrence first of all Danielle ain't going nowhere let's just make that crystal clear she said they've been on and off for a hundred damn years she ain't going nowhere and Velvet you thirsty and bogus too you know and that's all I have to say about Danielle and Terrence and, and Terrence funny looking too I'm sorry, but he looks like, um, what does he look like? He looks like a potato spud. Y'all know what, like, those tiny potato spuds look like? Like a, like a red potato or like a, whatever. He looks very awkward to me. Basketball Wives didn't come on because of the MTV Awards. No, I did not watch because I don't care and I don't like Tiffany Haddish. Um, what else? <laughs> Your husband is cheating on us. Listen to me. If you are not watching your husband is cheating on us, you are cheating yourself. Okay? You are cheating yourself. Deatra, girl. Girl. I'm tired of seeing all these bad wigs on television. The only person that has had consistently good weave, Rashida, Tokyo, who else? Who else weave is always good? Candy. Candy Burris always has a nice, a nice um hair piece. It's a lot of it's a lot of women with some nice hair, but girl, actually you gotta stop it with these shake and go wigs, sweetheart. Okay? You gotta stop it because you looking foolish out here. And I do think that Diatra was two faced for staying back there at that rehearsal. Cause you stay back to kiss ass. And um yeah when um d um not when genuine and leah had that um had to kiss during that scene um deatra asked sitting over there in the corner of the rehearsal hall girl looking like an old freak girl just stop staring at them like that you just ooh. <sighs> who else jermaine i let me tell you something i love jermaine because i feel like jermaine is like my spirit animal because he is the best i think it's really unfortunate that he has that strained relationship with his father um you know being that his dad only really talks to him when it comes to money i think that's really unfortunate because jermaine was right you missing out on loving me or him you know what i'm saying um his confessionals give me so much life do you hear me his confessionals are 
the best and then when he found out that he had to kiss Deadra he was like my body is just rejecting it it just won't let me do it and I was like this is why I watch this is why I watch <laughs> but I do also think that if he can't get his head in the game he should step down and let someone else step in Miss Tandy do y'all know if that's her real hair or not or if it's like clip-ins I'm curious because I like it and I cannot wait for my hair to get that big because it's just it's good and how do we feel about Tandy and genuine like becoming an actual thing like do we how do we I don't know genuine has nine kids and five baby mamas that's a lot of baggage that, that's a lot of baggage <laughs> um but anywho hey she got to deal with that I don't um Leah I'm glad that her and Deatra are working out their issues Kristen um, you kind of fade into the background, sis, and I thought it was really funny that Deatra threw your food away and you wanted your money back, and she was like, nah, Bob. <laughs> Genuine, I'm not sure why you back, and, um, well, I know why you back. You back for Tandy, but whatever. Um, and then, JD, your daughters are horrible. They are horrible. Like, they literally suck the air out of the room, and it is you might want to think twice about leaving your business to them because they are just not the bee's knees let me tell you um rupaul's drag race is to the final four um i don't know if y'all watched that or not but i like rupaul's drag race i don't talk about it often but we're to the final four and um i'm excited to see who wins it could be anybody at this point uh let's see let's move on to netflix luke cage season two um, actually, today, Friday, it comes out on Netflix um, today, and I love Luke Cage because when he foin, <laughs> he foin, and um, I really enjoy the show, um, and from the teeny tiny one line synopsis that I read, um, you know, after recent events, Luke finds everyone knows about his abilities, and a new enemy soon arrives, but listen, you were not being that discreet in season one, sir, so... <laughs> there's that <laughs> on to network tv do y'all watch claws oh my god i love claws it is the best little show ever um i love all the characters and in this past episode you know desna she's continuing to try to figure out ways to generate more money and <laughs> dean and virginia are pregnant and quiet and helps them to get an abortion i'm pro-choice and um yeah it was a really really funny episode you know for all of the things that desna is keen to and privy to and can pick up on very quickly it's a little frustrating that she can't see dr greg for who he really is you know um that frustrates me a little bit um I also feel like she kind of needs to let Dean live his life I know that he is autistic but he's also a grown man you know what I'm saying um and that commercial that they directed with Dr. Ken and the strippers took me down okay 
Um, I do think that Virginia and Dean are very, very cute together. I just hope that Virginia doesn't mess it up, you know. And I also don't know how many more times Virginia gonna let Desna choke her out because, <laughs> look, look, you're just not gonna keep chasing me around the parking lot and choking me every time you hear something you don't like, Desna. Okay. What else? Jen and Bryce, I think that Jen needs to just let Bryce grieve, you know, because we, hey, we all know that it's a double standard. A man cheats. He wants you to forgive him that day. That's some petty shit. Leave it alone. You know, you know how they are. But, you know, if you, you know, have a grievance, it's the end of the world. So you just got to let him process it. But your mama ain't shit girl look i know i said i was trying to stop cussing but your mama ain't shit jen and i don't blame you for um punching her in the face because she deaf deserved that um who else zlata zlata called peace and she slick woke like i gotta listen to what she says sometimes i think she said in the last episode that black women were the the fastest growing group of entrepreneurs you better listen you better listen <laughs> let's see um queen sugar mm. Mm, mm, mm. i think i should probably start saying hey i'm getting ready to talk about tv shows you might want to turn this off sorry <laughs> but um queen sugar listen love the show love the show love the show definitely invest it let me tell you something about Remy and Nova. They ain't shit either. Okay? Nova, you can be so self-righteous sometimes. And I feel like you almost can't function in life unless there's some type of turmoil or like a fight to be had. You know, you almost don't know what to do with your hands when there's peace. You know what I'm saying? And Remy, you need to stop acting like you're the only man out here in these streets to have their heart broken or to lose their significant other to sickness or something like that y'all bogus as hell for whatever this little situation that y'all have going on because nova that is your sister and remy that is your ex irregardless of how it ended y'all bogus charlie charlie i hate that you found out um that davis is just continuing to be garbage it hurt me to see her hurt that way because nobody wants to see nobody wants their their marriage to end on such a horrific a horrific term and then you just you know throw more salt on the wound that I'm trying to heal not only did I you know get into some trouble with this prostitute that we got to pay some money to I got a teenage baby out here in these streets and I'm going to go back home to take care of her. Boy, he just, every, I feel like every episode he just sinks lower and lower and lower and it's just really, really unfortunate. And Charlie, you need to watch yourself around Jacob because he's an odd beauty. Like he not cute, but he not ugly. But it looks like he's trying to woo you and it looks like you kind of falling for it, girl. So be careful. What else is happening? Micah, you're still getting on my nerves. You're still getting on my nerves. I do not know what it is about Micah's character, but 
he seems very out of place with his new group of friends. You know, he's almost like the goofy little brother that wants to hang out with the big kids or wants to hang out with his big brother and his friends. It's like, you don't fit in. And I feel like, um, you know, for as woke as you want to be, real world stuff still like rattles him. You know what I'm saying? Like when his friend, they were sitting outside on that road and that other kid, I can't remember his name, was looking at the prison and he was like, my brother's in there. And the look on Micah's face was like, people really go to jail? Like, boy. <laughs> I understand, you know, why Charlie would want to shelter and protect your his uh, Micah. But it's almost like she's almost crippled him in a way. You know what I'm saying? And these little tantrums that he keep throwing, little boy. Little boy, I know you've been going to that private school. But little boy, ain't gonna be too many more slam doughs and not responding to texts and, you know, this attitude storming off. Get knocked out in my house, you do that type of stuff. <laughs> I think that, um, let's move on. <laughs> Ralph Angel and Darla, listen. Y'all are oil and water. Y'all just focus on how to co-parent um, Blue. And then Aunt Vi in Hollywood, listen, um, am I a jerk if I say that Aunt Vi is getting on my nerves with how she treats Hollywood? Am I, am I a jerk for that? Because I feel like the man is trying. He's being patient. He's done everything that a man can do when he decides to love and date a woman who has been hurt deeply you know what I'm saying I know from my own experiences shitty relationships you keep your guard up you know you never want to put yourself in the same position to be hurt again emotionally financially whatever whatever but I'm almost feeling like Hollywood only gonna take you like keeping him at arms arm's length for so long maybe I created that all on my own but I'm just she, she kind of working my nerves and you know everything with her lupus like listen I also have an autoimmune disease and it is tough but you only do yourself a disservice when you don't take the help it doesn't mean that you're weak it doesn't mean that you're incapable it means that you need to keep all of your stresses as minimal as possible you're only hurting yourself, Vi. And that's why, you know, your medications is all over the place. And, you know, you just can't bounce back because you, you're still trying to take on the weight of the world. But you have people around you who want to help lighten that burden. You know? Anywho, I have one more show, y'all. It's a long episode. <laughs> the season premiere of Love Is was on Tuesday. And let me tell you something. It was love at first sight. <laughs> it had me at hello. Like literally. Like the show. That first episode. I am invested. Do you hear me? Neri. She reminds me a lot of myself. Very ambitious. Um, You know. You, ha you, you have your have your situation together relatively you know so you definitely want a man that's on par you know 
You want a man that's on par with the things that you're doing or have already accomplished. But just like Neri, she's inadvertently blocking her blessings. Like she may be closing herself off to the person that is actually her better half and her soulmate. You know what I'm saying? So love her character. Yasir, baby, he got all the game, okay? All of the game. And Loretta Devine is his mama, so when Angela her friend she's cool or whatever the way she tried to play nerdy during that staff meeting I didn't like that but you're not on my um sick and shut in list yet Sean very funny he's you know uh I'm guessing the the comedic relief maybe uh you know he's a player and I'm interested to see how his character evolves Norman is a fool I believe that that is Neri's boss at the advertising agency or marketing agency that she works for. I'm not really sure what it was, but. And then there's Ruby. I do not like Ruby because she was a hater from the start. From the first time she was on the television screen, she was the worst. And I'm getting some Taraji acrimony vibes from her. You know, it's like you didn't you know, beat all of the life out of this man by, you know, getting sick and tired of supporting his dreams. And then, you know, when he like, okay, fine, bye. And he goes to get it together with somebody else. You're going to be trying to be like, I made you. I'm who you are because, because, because I'm, you're who you are because of me. Face ass. I don't like her. I don't. But watch the show. It's on OWN. And it was, ugh. It was so good. I think I cried once or twice. It was, I felt it. <sighs> I think that's about it, y'all. <laughs> I covered a lot real fast. I did. Um, the BET Awards are this weekend, and they're hosted by Jamie Foxx. I don't know if I'm watching the BET Awards because the BET Awards let me down every single day year y'all been doing this too long and for there to be great award shows like the mtv awards the grammys the billboards the tonys the all the bet you are notorious for just lackluster production and i'm just tired of it but maybe i need to watch to see if it's any better but i don't know it probably won't be um but i think i have talked your ear off enough Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of the Shades of Grey podcast. Tune in every week for my tidbits. Send me your questions, comments, concerns to shadesofgraypod at gmail.com. Follow the show across all social media at Shades of Grey Pod. Like, comment, share subscribe all of that jazz I would greatly greatly appreciate it and um I'll see you all next week thank you so much for listening